What is going on guys? I hope you guys are doing well today. Um, I've noticed a few changes with this platform. It's no longer Anchor. I had like $2.30 on here, man. What the heck? Now I can't even cash it out. I think that's just ridiculous. But I I did some researching on the analytics um, based off of, you know, who's been listening to my podcasts and who's actually been tuning in. And it looks like I have a few individuals from Southeast Asian contents, uh, continents. Um, you know, like we, ha we have like uh, Thailand and then I think India's in there too. So it's pretty cool. Um, and then I, some United Kingdom, let's, uh, let's see, some European nations as well. So it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. I didn't know that people outside of the United States were listening to me, specifically California. Um, I didn't know anybody was listening at all. So uh, yeah, you know what? If you're here, thank you for tuning in. I appreciate you. Um, I am located in California as well as uh, I don't think I've ever mentioned it. So I don't know why I said as well. Um, we've finally gotten over the floods so that's that's some good news um it's just you know how every what's that quote from like an anime it's like no matter the time there's always conflict or something like that it's like an anime or, or i forgot what it was but it's kind of crazy right with everything that's going on everybody's just basically in a conflict with one another oh currently i'm at work right now so if I end up getting quiet or if you hear me talking to someone else in the background, that, that's what I'm doing. I'm at work. Um, so right now I am a real estate agent with Keller Williams. Um, you know, I've just started. I'm still new. Um, I'm trying to build. I want to become a full time agent eventually, um, but I'm just trying to build my knowledge right now, build my base, my SOI. Um, if you're getting to real estate, you know, I'm still new, so I can't really give you any pointers, but from what I know is real estate starts off as, um, a seed in the grass, right? A seed in the garden. You have to nurture it over time and eventually, um, you know, those seeds will bear you fruits, uh, meaning what they're ready, they'll buy, you know what I mean? Like, and for those of you who are listening, I, I feel like in the real estate um, business, if you're looking into buying real estate or, you know, if you want to get your foot into the door and you want to, like, buy your dream home, I feel like real estate is, there's never a good and a bad time to do it. Obviously, there are some, like, better times to do, to buy real estate. You know, there's, there's like opening gaps, but that's kind of like, uh, it's kind of like the lottery, right? Like, uh, when you buy a scratcher, sometimes you win 20 bucks, sometimes you get a free ticket, sometimes you don't win anything at all. Um, it's just, it's, 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 it's like playing the lottery, to be honest, because the market's always changing. People think that, oh, the market's going to crash. It's really not going to crash guys. And if it does crash, you know, like the housing markets, if it goes down, guess what? Interest rates go up. If for, for everything that goes down, another thing must go up. And I'm sure many of you guys are aware of this, but 
I always tell my clients, um, they because they always ask me, they're like, when's the best time to buy? And I always tell them, when you're ready. The best time to buy is when you're ready. When you have the finances to buy, when you have the, the drive to buy, that's the best time to buy. Because um, it's just, you, you can be timid about it all you want, but then if you don't have the drive for it and you see a property you really, really like, what happens when you finally put your foot down and say, oh yeah, I really want to buy this property now. And guess what? It's already been sold. Sorry. So I feel like the best time to buy is when you're ready. That's, I'm sorry. That's the hard, that's the, that's the easiest way to go about it. You know what I mean? Um, without, without being ready, I don't, I don't think you'll ever, I mean, without having any motivation to buy, I don't think you'll ever be ready. You know, like there's, there was a home assistant program that buys out of the equity of the home that you're trying to buy and it goes towards your down payment for the house. So that's like 20% of your freaking home. But it's, I mean, obviously they're out of funding already, but you know, there's programs out there like CalHafa. CalHafa helps you out too. Yeah, you have to pay it back eventually, but it's, 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 it's a big help. You know, CalHafa helps you down, uh, helps you out. You can do uh, interest rate buy downs. You know, a lot of companies are accepting buy downs because regardless or not, you're helping them out by working with them. So you're boosting the numbers. And in real estate, it's all a numbers game. It's about who you know and like how much you know. You know, it's it's about how much effort you put in. And, you know, I'm still new, so I'm still learning the kinks. Maybe some things I say or I'm saying is wrong. Um, but honestly, if, if you're planning to buy and you know you want to buy, you... I'm not saying you need to go buy. I'm saying you'll be better off if you actually tried it. You know what I mean? Because um, I always I always get questions like, um, oh, I don't have like a lot of money right now. What, what should I do? I'm like, well, if you don't have a lot of money, you must not be ready to buy. So you should probably save some money, pay off some debt. Better um, raise your credit score and get qualified for something really nice. You know, it's it's a home. I I feel like if you're gonna buy a home, you should never settle for less. Always settle for more, because it's a big it's a big purchase. It's a really big chunk of your purchase. A big it's a big chunk of your life that you're purchasing. You know, um. You could be paying, you could be paying the house for thirty years on a fixed income uh, on a fixed uh, uh, loan, for all we know. But yeah, honestly, when it comes to real estate, you get when you're ready to buy, you can buy. You know, and then if you haven't gotten okay, so I've had individuals where they want to check out houses, they want me to do this, this, this for them but they haven't even gotten pre-approved yet. So it's, oh, I gotten pre-approved, but that was like two years ago, two, three years ago. It doesn't work that way, I'm sorry. Like, I wanna help you out, but if I don't know what you got pre-approved at, I'm gonna be wasting both of our times and I'm gonna be racing, wasting resources and money from my own pocket to help you out 
by looking at homes that you probably didn't even get pre-approved for. You know, your credit score might have changed. Your credit score changes really quickly. It doesn't even take that long for your credit score to change. Many of you guys know this. So if you're looking to buy a home and you you know you're ready, then get pre-approved. Because without the pre-approval, we're kind of just... It's like going and looking at a car and you have you didn't take out any money at all. And you're just there to tire a kick. You know what I mean? So I would say if you're actually looking forward to buying a home, definitely get pre-approved before you even start looking so that your real estate agent can work with you on what you can afford. Um, the rule is you don't use your full amount that you get approved for. Like you get approved for 450000 you look for a home that's like 420000 You know what I mean? Unless you can afford the 450000 but it's better to just do the 420000 than the 450000 You know what I mean? Because it's, it it's, it's kind of like a... What is it the 40 20 30 rule or something the 50 20 30 rule or something like that like however much you make from your paycheck you put 50 away you pay you save 20 for your your um you know your entertainment and then 30 for your uh bills you know what i mean so it's just that's a way to go about it. Um, but yeah, enough about real estate. I think I spent I spent the whole segment talking about real estate. Um, everybody's freaking about uh, freaking out about China and Taiwan. You know what's crazy is uh, Russia and Ukraine was. I'm not trying to get all political. Um, but Russia and Ukraine was on the maps for like a long time, right? And then China and Taiwan, all of a sudden, boom. That's all you hear about. That's all you see on the news. All over TikTok. And then for some reason, the more you ignore it, the more it just like stops appearing in your news feeds, if you know what I mean. It's like the algorithm just resets itself because i haven't re i haven't seen anything on china i haven't seen anything on like russia in the past like few weeks because i've just been ignoring the videos so maybe i don't know maybe it's an algorithm thing Al algorithm 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 i don't know anyways um I am so bored at work right now. I have a lot of work to do and I'm doing as much as I can, but it's just, have you guys seen the movie Beef? I feel like I relate to Beef so much, guys. Um, I'm not gonna lie, I used to be a very like compulsive liar because I, you know, as a kid, you lie to get out of things, and you lie about, like, things in your life, and I think I, for, I think at one point, I started getting stuck on just lying, like, I used to lie a lot in high school, um, 
And I, I catch myself here and there, you know, like lying just to make myself seem better. But then it, it's just, it doesn't, it doesn't do you any justice. You know, so I'm like, I catch myself. And I'll be like, you know what? That didn't really happen. Or, you know what? I didn't really do that. And it's honestly, it makes, it makes you a lot healthier. Um, I feel like when I used to lie a lot, I was very angry with myself because it's, I wasn't me. You know what I mean? But I think when you catch yourself lying just to make yourself feel better, I think you should call yourself on the spot and be like, you know what? You didn't really do that, bro. Like, like uh, you know, I, I caught a great white shark with my bare hands type of lie. You know what I mean? It's just one of those things, like, as a kid, you're like, you know, my, like, oh, well, my dad has a Honda Civic. Well, my dad has an Acura Integra. Well, my dad has a Toyota Supra, you know, or like, I have this action figure and I have my action figures in it. Hey, Anna, how's it going? Sorry about that, guys. Um, I'm still at work, so I had to go outside and make sure like, nobody can talk and can hear me speaking to myself um specifically to you guys that are listening to my podcast so i appreciate you guys so much um thank you for tuning in again i appreciate you guys i don't think there's anybody in the break room because i'm right next to the break room so hopefully no one's in there otherwise they're gonna get a free episode of my podcast you know what i mean oh <sighs> anyways compulsive lying uh pathologically a pathological Pathological liar? Pathological liar. Pathological liar. A chronic behavior in which the person habitually or compulsively lies. Pathological lying, also known as methomania or pseudologia and fantasia. Fantase, whatever. Anyways, it's a mental disorder characterized. Um, uh, no, that's borderline personality disorder. My, <laughs> the compulsive urge to lie about matters big and small, regardless of the situation. So I, I was a very bad pathological liar as a kid. Like I would do it so often. Um, I don't know why. I I think it had something to do with me getting being bullied in elementary school or something. Um, but yeah, I, I when I one second. I wish there was a pause button on this. That'd be nice. Anyways, um, I think it started from when I was in high school, no, middle school. A lot of, yeah, okay, so 
they finally left. Anyways, back to it. So, um, I was bullied a lot when I moved from my hometown to another area in California in which there was a lot of predominantly Hispanic individuals. Um, I believe I was the only Asian guy there, Asian kid. That was elementary school. So lots of racism. Um, I remember one of the moms came up to me and was like, hi, China. Bye-bye, China. And I was like, like, I understand that, like, the whole chinito. Like, you know, it's just, it's a one word to describe, like, all Asians, right? Um, I mean, I know there's, like, Japanese and, and Spanish and all that, too. But I, I guess, I don't know, from what I was told is that chinito is like a, a generalized term for Asians. And, uh, I mean, we have, we, we have that in Hmong too, you know, like, uh, um, it's just a little more racist the way it's said in Hmong. Like, uh, there's no other term for it. Like we're not being racist. It's just, that's the terminology that we have, you know, like we're not trying to be racist. It's just that that's the only terminology we have to describe a Hispanic person. Um, it's, it's, it's a very derogatory term, but anyways, um, yeah, I was picked on a lot in, uh, elementary school. I was bullied. Um, so I, I you know what? It did start in elementary school. My pathologically lying, like lying, my com like compulsively lying about who I was and what I did. It, it all stemmed from elementary. Oh my God. This is a whole therapy session. This is a whole ass therapy session for me. Look at that. Look, we're getting somewhere. Man, you guys just need to pay me. You guys need to just cash at me some cash and I'll I'll, I'll talk to you guys on the on my podcast. Um, you know, I'll give you a little therapy session. But no, it's just you know, there's like a bunch of people there at um at that elementary school and they were being very prejudiced. Um I think the hardest part was you think that you made some friends, but in reality, you really didn't. Uh, it was very cutthroat. Uh, you had to fit in with a group and you had to find like, a. I believe it was like Valentine's Day. So everybody was like finding a crush. And I was just like, damn, like nobody wants to go out with me. I was a fat Asian kid with a big old mole on his face. So I was just like, damn, like no one's going to want to go out with me. I always had low self-esteem. I, I still do, to be honest. Um, I, I kind of fish for compliments from my fiance, well, my girlfriend. I, I fish for compliments from her all the time. I'm like, man, I'm so fat today, dude. And she would be like, stop, dude. I know what you're doing. I'm like, you know, I just want to hear you say it, but she's not emotionally expressive. So it's just, uh, I do it. I do it just to hear her say it, but she's, she's cute. She. She takes care of me and uh, I appreciate it. I take care of her too. So it's like, you know, she's not baby, babying me. Okay. Freaking get out of here with that. I take care of myself. I buy my own damn toilet paper. But anyways, um, yeah. So I think we were in the uh, library, library room at one point. And, uh, 
I think they had like a book fair going on. I don't know if you guys remember the book fairs. All of you freaking Gen Z kids, you guys are missing out on book fairs. Well, no, 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 no. I lied, I lied. Um, I think they had book fairs for you guys, but it wasn't as cool, all right? We had Ripley's, believe it or not. We had Goosebumps. You guys got none of that. Um, oh, we have we had the Guinness Book of World uh, Guinness Book of World World Records, right? Is that what it was? I don't remember. And then we had the uh, Ripley's. Believe it or not, I freaking love those books, and I could never afford to buy any of those books, so I never did. I used to buy the Magic Treehouse books. Yeah, I loved those stories. They helped me out a lot, to be honest, as a kid with like depression. But anyways, um, yeah, so I, I believe we're at the book fair one time and we're like looking up like things on the, things on the, uh, on the computer. And I was, I remember I got into Naruto at that time and, uh, it's cause my uncle had just, uh, I think Naruto had just gotten, uh, came out and it was like episode, the episode where Zabuza was fighting, uh, Kakashi. And uh, um, the girl, or technically boy, was fighting uh, Naruto and uh, Sasuke. And Naruto goes into the Ninetales uh, rage mode. So anyways, um, I was like really into Naruto at that time. And uh, what is it? I was looking up like the website or whatever. There's like a Naruto website where you can buy like the... the um, the headband and stuff it was like an otaku website but like way back then it was like 2000 and 2000 and like seven or six whatever i don't know damn i'm old but anyways um yeah there was like japanese lettering on there and they're like oh damn they're like you know how to read that and i'm like yeah i do like and i started saying i was like oh in the land before like a land before like uh whatever 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 and i made up like some stupid ass like freaking like monologue for it and they were like, that's not what it says. I'm like, I I was like, that's what it says. Like, I, I know what it says. I can read it. And I was like, you see that? See that freaking symbol right there? That means like ninja. And they, they were like, oh, damn, you can read Japanese. And I was like, yeah, I can read Japanese. But in reality, I couldn't freaking read Japanese for shit. <laughs> um, I did have ADHD as a kid, too. Um, I think I have AD, I had ADD. And I think I still do have ADD, not going to lie. I've just never been clinically diagnosed. Um, but I, I feel like I have ADD. I get distracted very easily. And, you know, it just, if I saw, if I find something that I, will, I like doing, I end up doing it. Um, even though I'm already like in the middle of doing something. Ah, oh, damn, forgot my chapstick in the car. But yeah, I, um, I, I, I don't know. I just, I, I believe it started in, in elementary school. I was doing fine when I was still in my hometown. Um, I was doing fine. I got along with people, but I think it was the fact that I was Asian and everybody else was not. It was predominantly Hispanics. Um, there's a few African Americans and like a lot of like Caucasian kids mainly because their their parents own like the farmlands there or um their parents own some of the store uh chain stores there so it was kind of like a like i was kind of on my own you know what i mean 
Um, I think there was another Hmong girl there. there uh, there's another, there's another Hmong person there, but she was a girl. And she, I think she was like four or five grades higher than me. So I, I don't know. But, oh my, sinus is freaking congested. Sorry. Um, I'm just freaking dying at this point. Um, but yeah, I remember, I, I think that's where it all stemmed from was just all the lying and then being, uh, being in a very traditional Asian household, um, there was a lot of like, you know, traditional things. So, you know, like if you do bad in school, are you going to fucking get it? Um, oh, sorry for the F-bomb. Um. You know, it's just like I was really rebellious as a kid because I really didn't want to do anything. It's like I didn't want to do anything that wasn't like interesting to me. You know, like I, I didn't want to be out there in the backyard picking weeds all freaking day when I could be like riding my bike around town and checking out like the nearby freaking canal. You know what I mean? Like I just I didn't like s s wasting my day away doing something that I can do when I need to do it. So I used to always get hit as a kid, um, which is fine. I turned out fine, I think. <laughs> um, a lot of us got hit as kids. Freaking, I, I think it was worth worse in Hispanic households um, for kids. Because I, I feel like I said, Mexican parents can be like borderline fucking hating their kids with murderous intent at some points, but I know with Asian parents, it's whatever is closest to you. I feel like Asian parent. I feel like the Asian and Mexican freaking um, traditional values are very, very similar. Like growing up, I used to watch George Lopez and see, I'm getting sidetracked already. I was talking about being a pathological liar and I'm over here talking about George Lopez. Anyways, um, I was like my favorite TV show uh, coming home from school. Um, I'd be watching George Lopez and then boom, the Simpsons would come on right after George Lopez at five o'clock. So it was like perfect. But I used to love watching George Lopez because I could relate so much to everything that was going on. Like, um, when I watched his stand-up comedy and he would say like, oh, um, my abuelita would tell me like, to forget sit on the uh to not go too far and she'd be sitting on the lawn chair watering the lawn my, my dad used to do that my dad would sit on the lawn chair water the lawn and i'd be playing outside and he'll tell me don't like don't go where i can't see you which is literally the front yard <laughs> so yeah i i don't know i feel like there was a lot of things i could relate to but anyways yeah i just i was lying a lot in school um i would lie about who i was i would lie about what i did you know, I just, I didn't have a very interesting life as a kid until I started hitting high school. Um, middle school was kind of like a self-growth type of thing. Um, I was reintroduced to the Asian population. So I started kind of like going back to my people and uh, hanging out with my people. It's when um, me, I grew up in the 90s well, mid 90s because I'm a 95 baby. So early 2000s, whatever, whatever, whatever. Um, there was a lot of racial segregation still. I think it wasn't until I hit high school that we started splitting up and hanging out with other, like, people of other races. 
and uh, you know because like you had like the Asians uh, hung out with the Asians, the Mexicans hung out with the Mexicans. You had the football players hanging out with the football players and whatever the, you know. Um. So I got into break dancing in middle school. I think it was like uh, I think it was in tenth grade. Middle school. Yeah, yeah. No, that's high school. What the hell? I think it was like in uh, sixth grade or something like that. And uh, I got into breakdancing. And I think that's when I broke my social circle. It's like uh, when I got into breakdancing, I started hanging out with other races. It wasn't just Asian people anymore because it was like, oh, like breakdancing kind of gave me a leverage to like get out of my bubble and start becoming friends with people. Um, my dating life in middle school was kind of weird. I had a crush on like this freaking girl for the longest time. Um, and then we went out for like a few days. And then I was like, she was like, I don't think it could work out. Oh, I'm like, okay. And then like, I was like crushed by it. I think I, I, I had my heart broken like maybe four times in middle school. And then, uh, uh, yeah, uh, what is it? I don't know. I just started lying a lot. And then once I got to high school, I was still lying a lot up until I got, I think I lied all throughout high school as well. Um, not about everything, but about some things just to make myself stand above and stand out. So I was like, I would just lie. You know what I mean? Um, I think I, I, I kind of stopped lying when, uh, I got into a relationship my senior year after high school. Um, I stopped lying. I kind of just became myself. Um, I got into cars. I was still breakdancing. I got fat because of the relationship. I kind of let myself go. I became kind of lazy. Um, and then I started losing myself in that... Uh, I started losing myself in that relationship. Like I, I kind of didn't know who I was anymore. And then eventually she broke it off with me after like four years. I don't remember. Um, I, she broke up with me after like a couple years. And then uh, um, I went into like a spiraling depression because I didn't know who I was anymore. I think mainly because I kept lying to myself. Um, Try to make myself seem better. Um, and then I joined the military. And uh, I honestly, I found myself in the military. Like I found who I was. Um, no social media freaking influences. No freaking, no influences talk, like no talking to friends, nothing for like a good six months. And it was just get up, eat, get up, work out, eat, do pushups, go to the wilderness and do some land navigations and uh, do training, et cetera, et cetera. Um, pop a few ibuprofens here and there, cry a couple nights because it's freaking lonely at basic training. Not gonna lie. I don't get along with guys, bro. Not gonna lie. Um, I feel like lies are, uh, guys are just fucking boring. They talk about the same shit every single time. Um, drugs, sex, money, same shit every freaking rap song that ever came out you know what i mean so i hung out with the the girls at basic training and it, 
they they helped me through a lot not gonna lie um i think i still have their drawing that they drew me for my birthday because i spent basic training my birthday at basic training and they drew me they drew me a uh they drew me a gift card uh, uh a little a little uh what is it called a birthday card they drew me a birthday card and uh you know i i i, I got so much love and respect for every single one of them uh for doing that for, uh, to me because basic training was hard not gonna lie emotionally it was hard physically it was easy but yeah they had my back um all the girls um at basic training they had my back um they were like sisters to me so it was pretty cool um i had their back too i would always help them out whenever like things got physically tough like uh when we did our 14 mile rucks and uh, they couldn't carry their bags anymore i'd make sure i like go behind them and like i'll carry the bag for them without the drill sergeant seeing um like i'll lift it up just to like uh get some pressure off of their their hips because i, I know like women's hips are more susceptible susceptible to breaking than uh, men's hips because you know like women are uh, genetically modified to give birth so your the hips are like uh I, I remember I remember I read an article about it, but your the the women's hips are more like uh, um, they can detach or something like that because they they need to in order to give birth. You know what I mean? So um, yeah, so I would help them out as much as I can, and uh, based honestly, the military really helped me out a lot. Find out who I was. Um, it, helped me build some ambition on what I wanted to do in life. And it, it taught me to understand, like, you know, like, it doesn't matter what you do in your life. It doesn't matter what you did. No, I'm sorry. It doesn't matter what you did in your life. It matters what you do moving forward. You know, it's just, it's like uh, one of the drill sergeants would always tell me, tell us, um, the hardest day about the, the hardest day, the hardest thing about the day was yesterday. And I think he got that from an ET quote because I, I hear e, uh, ET say it too. Uh, no, I mean, is it ET or CT? CT Fletcher? The motivational speaker. I don't remember. Um, but yeah, he, he'd always tell us, uh, listen up, trainees. The hardest thing about today was yesterday. I'm like, you know what? That's fucking true, dude. Yesterday was hard as shit. Today's going to be just as hard, but tomorrow's going to be easy because you're waking up tomorrow. You know what I mean? But I think that's one of the things that kind of just got me through. Um, I don't stress about finances as much as I should because I'm more focused on and just enjoying what I have. You know, I want to do better. I'm trying to do better. But at the same time, it's like I'm not going to stress because it's it's like I don't know I I just choose not to um I mean yeah I stress about it here and there but I'm like whatever you know but anyways yeah so I was a compulsive liar up until like I joined the military um I think a lot of it stemmed from being bullied and uh you know a lot of us lied to our parents because we didn't want to get in trouble so we're just, I think we're all compulsive liars as kids. Um, and that's why I always say it's kind of hard when you have a kid 
because you don't know exactly how to raise them. You know, like I was my parents' freaking test test subject. I think my siblings are going to be a lot better than me. Um, only because when I was a kid, my parents didn't really know how to raise a kid because they were kids themselves. My parents had me at 15. Um, I remember I was still going, I, my mom was still going to high school and I, I would go to the high school with my mom to eat some breakfast, um, because it was free and it was real, like actual scrambled eggs with freaking sausage and pancakes, like actual breakfast. It was pretty bomb. Um, but yeah, I would eat breakfast there and my dad would take me to my grandma's house. Um, I would go to my grandma's house and I'd hang out there and then my dad would go to work. I think my dad was like 18 at the time or 17. So he had a job. Um, he had a, he was a carpet cleaner, I think. Um, but yeah, I think he had a job as a carpet cleaner, his first job. Um, yeah I, I yeah it's just wow i think i just kind of solved my mystery um what what time are we at oh shoot 24 minutes already okay well that wraps up this freaking episode y'all um oh man uh, that was a that was a very very good episode not going to lie um well hopefully you guys enjoyed it um stick around and uh i don't know maybe i'll make some more youtube videos when i can to be honest i've been wanting to get back into it but you guys take it easy be safe stay safe drink water it's starting to warm up um and if you're from out of the country you know um thank you for listening to my podcast holy crap all right thanks guys have a good day going on guys how's it going how's it going i'm actually very surprised that people have been listening to this podcast um surprisingly um i don't know who would actually want to listen to this podcast because uh i don't really talk about much but hope you guys are doing well hope everyone's doing good um welcome back and if you're new to this podcast um, feel free to follow me on my Instagram page at uh, Realtor Brandon. It has me in a backpack in it. I think there's like a couple other people in there. Um, or you can follow me on uh, TikTok at that dude underscore Brandon, or YouTube at that dude uh, that dude Brandon. No, YouTube is Advan Everyday, like Adventure Everyday, but it's like Advan, like the racing logo Advan. You know what I mean? Um, Anyways, welcome back. Um, those of you who are not interested in real estate, um, stay tuned because I'm not going to talk about real estate all day. Um, yeah, so real estate market, not bad for buyers right now. Um, supposedly, market's going to go down a little bit. Don't expect the market to crash. It is not going to crash anytime soon. Just 
a bunch of people are saying, oh, it's going to crash. It's going to crash. It's not going to crash. That's it's not that's not how it works. It's not going to crash immediately. You know what I mean? Um, so if you want a good indicator on how this, the real estate market's doing, follow the stock market. Right. If a bunch of stocks are doing bad, more than likely the real estate market's not doing pretty good. Um, but currently it's a buyer's market, so it's pretty good. And I always tell everybody, just like my in my past podcast, my old one, um, the best time to buy is when you're ready. Because there's no point in buying a house when you're not ready to buy a house. Because you're going to be stressed out about all the bills. A um, couple things to know for the real estate. Um, when you are purchasing a home. And I'm, loca- I'm located in California. So my phone number is 209-769-6251. If you guys are interested in um, real estate properties. If you want to sell your home. Um, if you want to look at, look at a home. Commercial properties. Luxury homes. Let me know if you're in the California area. Um, I service mainly Central Valley, but I also service outside, like uh, uh, north and south of um, California. So just all of California is basically my domain. Um, but feel free to reach out to me if you have any questions regarding real estate or, it, or you know, if you have any questions on how you can get started. Just let me know. Um, I have a lot of great people that I work with. I have a lot of great individuals that work with me super informative super knowledgeable and they're veterans at their practices so you're talking i have mortgage uh, mortgage companies title companies lenders etc etc and they're all very knowledgeable um i have the i have the mortgage companies where they won't if you if they will try all the options that they can to get you approved for the home that you want um and if at the end of the day you cannot get qualified for a home for some reason they'll tell you no like hey we're, we can't do this um because it's going to be really bad in your pocket you know and it's not going to look good because they got you alone and you can't afford it you know what i mean um but as of right now it's just anyone can get a home uh that homeless guy down the street can literally get a home he just needs a job and established credit Right. You just need a job and established credit. If you have a 300 credit score and people tell you no, let me know, because my mortgage companies will work with you. You just have to understand you're going to have to face the consequences if you are trying to get a home at like 300 credit. Your credit score is like 300 and you're trying to get a home. You will get a home. They can get you a home, but you're going to pay the consequences because your prices might be a little higher. You might have a higher interest rate or you might have a higher down payment, right? Um, but if you have the, the affordability for it, you're good to go. Um, that being said, if you have a good um, credit score, you know, these mortgage companies are willing to work with you on what you can and cannot afford. Whereas a lot of other mortgage companies... Um, now, I wouldn't say a lot, but I, I know there are some mortgage companies out there um specifically lenders that they don't look out for your best interest they look out for their best interest which is a conflict of interest because they're not supposed to do that anyways um but i know there are some mortgage companies out there that uh, were loan officers or whatever that they will look out for their best interest because they're trying to get the most money out of you you know technically it's not money out of you it's money out of the mortgage like you know they make a percentage or whatever but 
the individuals who I work with, um, they're really good. Um, I just, I need to pull their information. I think it was like AFN, American Financial Network or something like that. Um, but the, the, our main person that we go to, she's really knowledgeable. Um, she knows, she knows everything and anything about it, like the back of her hand. So that's pretty damn amazing. Um, but yeah, so if you feel like, oh, this isn't the time for me to buy a home, um, it's probably not a time for you to buy a home, to be honest. Um, I'm just going to be straight up. Like, if you, the only way that you're ever going to be ready to buy a home is if you are mentally capable and physically capable to buy a home. If you kind of just want to get your toes wet, it, it won't, it doesn't hurt. Shop around, right? But if you know you're ready and you don't want to affect your credits, like if, if you know you're ready, your step one is to get pre-approved, right? Because there's no point of having a real estate agent try and find you a home when you're not even pre-approved. By the Because by the time you're pre-approved, more than likely that home is going to go into escrow or it's going to be pending already. And then it's a whole process trying to... Um, basically one up the offer that they've already received so the best thing you can do for yourself is to know that you're financially ready know that you have established credit like you have a decent credit score or you have a credit score in general but the the one main thing to know is that you are ready to go and if you aren't ready to go and you're kind of just on the books about it like you're kind of like you know i want to get my foot wet that that's that's totally fine too um the best thing to do is to get with a real real estate agent so that you know what your options are so that when you actually want to jump into the water and make a purchase that's when you're like okay like i have all the information i need to know like um when you go and look at a home you want to ask all the right questions a lot of the stuff will come to you in the disclosure before you even purchase your home right when you sign when you sign the uh agency paperwork and saying like hey like this guy's gonna represent us or this girl's gonna represent us right um you will usually disclose have a disclosure form on the house that you want so it discloses like everything like um it's supposed to disclose like flood zones, fire zones, earthquake zones, etc. Um, what's happened to the co the house in the past, etc., etc. Previous owners, right? Um, but when you get there, it doesn't hurt to ask a few questions off the top of your head, like, are there any homeowners association fees, right? HOA fees, if there are any supplemental taxes, which a lot of homes um, do have taxes. So it's kind of like a Melrose. Basically, is a mail ruse. It's just it's called supplemental taxes, right? Um, so you just gotta know what to ask for. Um, don't let it blindsight you, um, because a lot of the times, if the real estate agent doesn't uh, disclose something, it's not because they're hiding it from you, but more so they they weren't made aware of it, even though it's you know technically their job to be aware of every single thing about that property um and disclose that to you right um but yeah i mean it doesn't hurt to ask questions like hey um can we do a seller's credit or oh this mortgage company that we work with they help with seller's credits so just if you guys are interested just give me a ring give me a text 
Um, you can you can email me at my email as well. It's l e n g x i o n g five five nine at gmail dot com. Um, so if you guys didn't get that, it's Lima Go November Golf X Ray India November Golf five five nine at gmail dot com. All right. Um, so let's see. see oh anyways i said i wasn't going to talk about real estate the whole freaking time i lied um yeah so it's, it's just a lot to learn from um anyways on to the next one um buying a car so i've been looking for a um i've been looking for a project car for the longest time right and we just we had just purchased a home um, we got a lot of stuff that we're doing at the house. Um, you know, I got to focus on uh, getting married and stuff and our my wedding, et cetera, et cetera. And it's just, um, I really want to buy a project car. But at the time, at the same time, I'm like, you know, I kind of just, I want to, I want to pay these bills and I want to kind of get settled in before I start doing anything crazy, you know? Oh man, it'd be so nice though. But yeah anyways um i think i mainly spoke about real estate so i will save whatever i'm gonna say for the next one all right see you guys bye Yo, what's going on? Welcome back to the freaking podcast. Uh, I'm I'm treating it like it's a freaking YouTube video. I'm I'm li- listen. Bear with me. I'm trying to get back to it. You know, just slowly, slowly but surely get there. You know what I'm saying? Um, but hey, welcome back. If you're listening to this, you know I appreciate you. Um, I don't even think I would listen myself, but listen. We gotta be positive. You know, we got to manifest stuff, right? Anyways, what's going on, guys? Uh, Welcome back to the podcast. This is Brandon. Uh, This is your... I don't know what I'm going to base this podcast off of yet. Um, There's just so much that I talk about, and it's ridiculous. My fiance always tells me, she's like, dude, you talk too much. I'm like, my bad, bro. My bad. Anyways, um... Yeah, I just, I was driving home today and then I had this thought, I'm like, you know, I really want to do another podcast. I just don't know what to talk about. (laughs) Um, It's like 11 o'clock at night right now and I'm like hella bored. I just got home. Um, I had a real estate meeting with Keller Williams today and it was amazing. Honestly, I love going to these meetings because it's just, it's fun. I have a lot of fun with Keller Williams. Um... Oh, man. And then I had an incident like two days ago at work. Um, I'm not going to really get into that, but damn, it was 
My workplace right now, let me tell y'all, it's hostile as... Listen, I have never... <laughs> Growing up and all throughout my work life, career, whatever, um, I'm always like, man, those people are so lucky they're inside of the office. They were paper pushers, you know what I'm saying? Like freaking human resources and all that. Listen, if you work in human resources, I have so much love and respect for you because right now I work in human resources. Let me tell you, the office environment is the most, it's the most toxic environment I have ever worked in. I thought working in an automotive environment was like toxic or working in like a construction environment was toxic. Nah, dude, work in a freaking human resource environment where people take things literally and personally and you can't joke around because people are sensitive. So, um, yeah. Oh, anyways, I'm not going to ruin the podcast with all that negativity. <laughs> um, I was, um, last time I was talking about real estate a little bit too much. Today, I'm going to talk to you about cars. So I was going to buy my homeboy Pete's, um, 99 Civic EX with a B16A2 swap, right? And if you don't know anything about cars, I do apologize Please slow down the podcast and Google what the hell it is I'm talking about. Like a B16A2 comes out of a 99 to 2001 Honda Civic Si EM1, I believe. <gasps> oh, damn, I need to take a breath in between my freaking talk. Um, yeah, I was going to buy a 99 Civic EX with the, EM, uh, with the B16A2 swap. But I had a change of hearts. Heart? Heart? And I am going to go with my uh, relative's, um, what is it called? Um, ooh, I'm going to yawn. Hold up. Ooh. Uh, Excuse-moi. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with his 92 Civic hatch with the H22 swap. I am honestly very excited about that because it, it's already going to come swapped. I know they take care of their cars and I'm going to get it shipped over. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy, rice and cheesy. Um, honestly, I'm just excited to get back into vlogging. I want to share with you guys and girls and unicorns, um, all the different type of like things that I do. Um, you know, that includes like, uh, yeah, I do, I do a lot of things and I really want to just focus and hone my skills um, if I can make a living off of like working on cars or just reviewing cars or doing things with cars, um, oh, that's my freaking dream. Like to do what Dustin William does and to do what TJ Hunt does or even Adam LZ. Um, she, you can't forget the other YouTubers, man. Young Static, bro. I love your content, Young Static, bro. I, I, I've watched you since you've, like, I started watching you when you had, like, 300 subscribers. And then, boom, you just blew up. And I'm like, damn, this guy made it. That's what's up. Um, out of Sacramento, I believe, right? Yeah, dude, so much freaking love, man. Um, I think I saw him one time at Street to Track. Yeah, Street to Track and Sacramento Raceway. I seen him once, and he had the, uh, the red CRX out there at H22, I believe, and... At that time, it wasn't all-wheel drive yet. 
But yeah, I seen I seen Young Static out there, and I was like, damn, dude. How long am I gonna say what's up to Young Static? But I'm I like I'm like I know he's vlogging, I know he's busy, so I'm like ah, I'm not gonna pull him up. You know what I mean? Um, but if you're listening to this, Young Static, which I highly doubt you are, much love and keep doing what you're doing. Um, it's very motivational, and I I hope to get there one day. I know it's like it's it's so much work cranking out content every single day. Um, but I feel like it's worth it, man. Like if you're doing what you're doing, you gotta love what you do. Um, but I, yeah, I just I would love to freaking just review cars and get into cars. I just don't know how to start. You know what I mean? Um, oh man, I I would love to start like getting into cars and reviewing cars once again. It's just all the people. That, all the individuals that I've been keeping in touch with that have cars for me to review, uh, their cars are gone. Uh, they don't have a, they don't have those cars anymore. Started families, got to make sacrifices. It's not easy living in California and having a hobby. I'm gonna be straight up. It's not. It's it's so expensive here. Everything is going up in price. As a, as a real estate agent, it's it's just it's tough. Um, but yeah, for sure. Um, anyways, I just wanted to keep it short, guys. I hope you guys are all doing well. Um, love and respect to all of you who are listening, um, from whether you're from the States, the East continents, or, um, you know, wherever, outer space even. Um, much love, much respect to you all, and I hope you guys have a great freaking weekend. Um, remember that... The healthiest thing you can do for your mental well-being is have a positive mindset, right? So with that being said, moving forward, I want you guys to all look into the mirror, look at yourself, and just recite all the things that you're thankful for. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm thankful for... You know what? Let me go ahead and say this. I'm thankful for all the things that have been given to me. I'm thankful for all the, the, the roof on top of my head, the food on my plate, my fiance, my family, um, the clothing on the back of my shoulder and all the things like my job. I'm thankful. I hate my job, but I'm thankful for it because I have a job. You know, I'm thankful for all the real estate agents that get that have my back, that are behind my back. And, you know, honestly, I'm just I'm thankful for you guys for actually listening um, to me vent and kind of just moan about my freaking day. <laughs> but with that being said, you guys have a good night. Have a great weekend. I'm going to go 10 in for the night because it's almost 12. So love, respect on all to you guys and stay positive. Take it easy, guys. Yo, what's going on, guys? <clears throat> Anyways. How's it going? Good morning, good morning. Hope everyone's doing okay. I am at work right now, so I'm going to do like a... Maybe a five-minute podcast and we'll be all right. Um, but other than that... Um, hope everyone's doing fine. Um, I have recently i i've been reaching out a lot on real estate um 
doing a lot of like outreach, a lot of farming. So hopefully everything goes well. Um, what is it? Recently just went to the doctor and uh, I went in for a, an x-ray on my hip and an x-ray on my ankle because I had injured myself a lot during, um, um, oh, basic training, sorry. Yeah, so I injured myself a lot during basic training and that was fun, um, but for some reason they said that they could not find anything wrong with my hip and my ankle. So we got to do an MRI and then they got to do a sonogram. And I was like, okay, that's fine. Um, and then she says that she recommends physical therapy. And I was like, okay, cool. Let's do it. And so while I was there, um, what is it? Um, she, she was like, oh, um, let's get you tested, like, you know, um, health-wise and stuff and physically. And I was like, okay, cool. You know, I've been needing to get tested for the VA anyways. You know, I need to make some claims so I can start collecting VAs. And um, lo and behold, <laughs> I have ADHD and anxiety, moderate, uh, moderate anxiety. So I was like, oh, shoot. Um, so, yeah, they got me on, like... Um, what is it called? Stratera. So, <clears throat> I was like, damn, I have ADHD. That's crazy. And so, um, I went, you guys know, I mean, I don't know if you guys watched it, but it's like uh, this, it's Malcolm in the Middle, and there's a scene where his dad, um, is going home with groceries and he turns on like the porch light and the porch light doesn't turn on so he's like oh i gotta fix the light bulb goes to the drawer in the house pulls it open grabs a light bulb and closes the drawer just to hear like a squeaking noise come from the drawer so he's like great i gotta fix that and so he goes and fixes that goes to the garage to grab some tools opens the garage and he hears that the garage is like creaking so he starts fixing, he goes and he's going to start fixing the garage. And because he needs to go get some stuff for the garage, he's like turns on his car and he's about to go to the store. As he, as soon as he turns on the car, car makes some weird, like weird broken noises. And so, um, he starts working on the car. <laughs> so, um, what is it? Um, his wife comes out, his wife was like, hey, did you get to fixing that light in the front porch? And uh, he was like, what do you think I'm doing? What does it look like I'm doing? <laughs> I was like, dude, I can relate to that so freaking badly because I, can, I for one, cannot focus. Um, but they started me on low dosages of the Stratera. I think it's 40 milligrams. Um, and then she says, if we need to go higher, we'll go higher. And I was like, well, I think we'll be okay with 40. Um, so I have three bottles of 40 milligram, um, Stratera pills. Um, I take one every morning because I don't know. They say that if I take one before I go to bed, I'm not going to go to bed because it keeps you up. So, um, 
Honestly, I took it for the first time yesterday and I didn't really feel anything until like maybe an hour or no, about a three hours. And then it was just like, boom, you know, like, uh, I was like, kind of just, I don't know, it felt weird. Um, I felt like I was like zoning out <laughs> and I was exhausted extremely exhausted i don't know if it's because i slept at 12 it's probably because i slept at 12 but i was exhausted but anyways yeah um what's going on with you guys hope you guys are doing well um lots of different things going on in the world um slowly slowly but surely trying to make it here and there you know what i mean um Oh, I spoke to a client the other day um, in, uh, in a local Walgreens, and they were supposed to hit me up. I keep, I keep make, like, forgetting to contact individuals like, um, that are interested in real estate. Like, whenever they talk to me about real estate, I forget to get their phone numbers, and I forget to get their emails. And I'm just like, dude, ugh. I give them my business cards, but, you know, like... Nobody really ever gives you a call after business cards. You know what I mean? So I'm like, dude, you need to start taking people's phone numbers down. Anyways, I'm going to cut it short. Oh, also the Stratera has been taking away my freaking diet. Like my, my hunger. So, yeah, I guess it's a good thing. I don't know. But I have not been hungry lately. Like, I'll eat. I'll get very hungry later. But then, like, at that point, I'm already super hungry to the point where I, like, feel like passing out. So, and then I'll eat. You know what I mean? But, yeah. Oh, boy. It's going to be a long day today. Anyways. Well, you guys take it easy. Have a good day. And uh, feel free to keep in touch. Um, if you guys need anything to talk about, I have an open door policy. Um, anyone going through something, just feel free to give me a holler. Um, my, my email is L-E-N-G-X-I-O-N-G-559 at gmail.com. Um, you guys are more than welcome to email me on there and then, you know, just get in contact. Um... And, uh, yeah, pretty much, uh, you guys take it easy. Have a good day and, uh, stay positive, right? All right. Later, guys.